You guys, if you drink Starbucks, watch this. That you get your coffee in at Starbucks. Let's talk about those. A paper cup, by nature, should absorb water. If it's not absorbing water, then that means there must be a barrier in between the paper and the liquid. And that barrier is polyethylene plastic. A study found that in 15 minutes of contact with hot liquids, leach 25,000 microplastic particles into your cup. But no one's questioning this. No one's really thinking about it because it's just part of our daily lives. Are we very good at metabolizing plastics? No, plastic is a foreign body. It's a foreign particle. In fact, it'll break down into nanoplastics and nanoparticles in general have the issue of being able to penetrate cell membranes. So it can penetrate very deeply into the cell. It can cause inflammation. Your body doesn't know how to deal with it. It's a foreign object. So you'll get the inflammatory response when you encounter these. But to make things worse, the microplastics themselves are a foreign body, but they also release plasticizer chemicals when they're in contact with your Thank you for tuning in. This is yours truly, Ralph William. Man, we got AI, we got corruption, we got hiding the truth. We got all that good stuff here, baby. And all in the span of a cup of coffee. Maybe two. Depends. It depends on how quick you drink it. Speaking of drinking coffee quick, as I have in my hand, <clears throat> a nice steaming hot cup of joe with a nice little uh mug courtesy of our friends in canada it is says and you can find it on my instagram it says stressed blessed coffee obsessed now that my friend is the epitome of coffee with rw with yours truly ralph william oh i almost had a I almost had a preempted sip. Sorry. Here you go, guys. If you have your coffee mugs, your travel mugs, your sippy cups, your doggy bowls, if you have a beer hat and you want to drink it like that, then go ahead and do so and join me in this sip of cafecito. Now that's the stuff. Today's flavor usually is kind of a cheaper brand of coffee. I wouldn't recommend it. It's still good. I mean, times is rough. We got to go cheap. But uh, my tried and true creamer is silk, almond milk, coffee creamer, vanilla flavor today. <clears throat> they have several flavors. If you don't know, I don't know why I'm talking to, I'm talking like they're my sponsor, but I, 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 I enjoy it so far. They're the best ones, but they have vanilla. They have caramel. They have cream brulee. And they also have a sweet and creamy, 
Yeah, sweet and creamy, I believe. And a mocha, but I'm not too fond of the mocha. But that's neither here nor there. If you're a fan of it, then try it out. It's like having chocolate milk. And then it just turns the car and turns, you know, the liquid into just something completely different. So, but anyway, let's get into it. <clears throat> you're here for the coffee and the news. So let's get into it. So I got some stuff here about AI. I got a couple of things with AI. And you know what's good about AI is that I use it a lot. If you guys listen to my podcast or my radio show, I I, I use it a lot. And it's good to embrace technology. Technology is a beautiful thing. If it helps you get from A to B a little bit quicker, you know, or just makes things a little bit easier, then I recommend doing it with no problem. But I understand the issues that certain people have. You know, of course, we're going with the the uh, Actors Guild, right? And the writer's strike and all that stuff. But it's not only affecting movies, but it's affecting authors as well. Now, it's if you want to use AI as like a... And I've no, and I know this. I haven't tried it yet. It would be cool, but there is something called uh, I think it's called ChatGPT Author, and you can pretty much create a book on your own and just sell it, you know, or or just make it just out of fun, and you know. But if you want to have a writing style, you can say, "Hey, I want a writing style of Stephen King." Right? I don't know. I don't know a lot of authors. You know, I can't read. But <clears throat> that's just one that I know of. But how do they get the, the style AI? How do they get the style of, of a Stephen King? Well, apparently, they're, being, they're feeding books to AI, you know, like ChatGPT or Meta, right? So that the AI can pick up certain ways to be more human or answer certain questions a certain way. And I mean, of course you got to give it information if you wanted to learn something. Right. So apparently that's one of the things that are getting some authors panties in a bunch, which can you blame them? Like that's their work, you know, taking away their work. Here's an article that I have here. And of course I'm using AI so that you, you don't have to be subjected to me trying to read this. But uh, this is the this is a article of the books that are being fed to AI, I guess to make it seem more realistic. Or I don't know. More human? I mean, yeah, might as well. Almost 200,000 books are being used to train artificial intelligence systems by some of the biggest companies in technology. The problem? No one told the authors. The system is called Books 3, and according to an investigation by The Atlantic, the dataset is based on a collection of curated epics spanning all genres, from erotic fiction to prose poetry. Books help generative AI systems with learning how to communicate information. Some AI training text can be pulled from articles that are posted on the internet, but high-quality AI requires high-quality text to absorb language from, according to The Atlantic, which is where books come in. Books 3 is already the subject of multiple lawsuits against Meta and other companies using the system to train AI. Now, 
Thanks to a database published by The Atlantic last week polling from Books3, authors can see whether their books specifically are being used to train these AI systems, and many are not happy. Now, that's a good thing. That I'm I've... completely gutted in Whipsawed. I am outraged and at the same time feel utterly helpless, wrote Mary H.K. Choi on social media upon discovering her work was being used. I'm furious and want to fight but I'm also so tired. Choi, whose debut novel Emergency Contact appeared in the database, further explained her feelings in an email. The book, which centers on a young Korean-American woman navigating a new relationship, was deeply personal, and Choi was initially told her story was too quiet and niche. The book later went on to become a New York Times bestseller, and found audiences around the world. A book encapsulates infinite choices, boundless permutations and even shortcomings of the author at the time. That sounds like a book that I might want to listen to or read, right? But there is the one good thing about it is that there is a database that authors can go look to see if their book is being used by AI, right? Now, man, this artificial intelligence thing is is going bananas. One of the things that AI has brought us is robotics right and boy am i gonna need a sip for this one moment please all right so one of the things that it brought us is robotics now there was a summit a un assembly i believe and they had no i think this was a a a yeah, UN summit, assembly, something that had to do with the UN. And they brought a row or a, a couple of robots, artificial intelligence robots. And right off the bat, man, they had opinions about us humans. Whether you like it or you don't, I think it's interesting, right? Like, who wouldn't want the future of artificial intelligence and robotics to you know, come to fruition. Let's see how far we get. Are we going to get Terminator or are we going to get Bicentennial Man? Come on. Let's get it over with. But here is some more AI speech and uh, a breakdown of what, you know, there's different, there was different robots. Some of them you already know of. Some of them you don't. But each of them had their own different answer when it comes to the role of artificial intelligence and us, human beings. Now, whether you think it's good, it's up to you. You know, I I think I can't say that I don't like AI and I'm using it on a daily basis, right? Just as long as there is some good rules in place so that it doesn't get out of hand. Now, I know it's kind of difficult, right? Because, listen. One thing that I wanted, that I hated, not that I, hate is a strong word. One of the things that I was like, all right, you know how you have your mainstream media and then you have your, your independent media and, and they are supposed to kind of check, right? Mainstream media, like, hey, you're feeding us this narrative. Right, but we know the real story. That's how I saw AI in the beginning, like Chat GBT. 
I was like, oh, all right. Now we have an even playing field where we as people can have a head start and get at, you know, what's going on in the world. Like really comb the desert of information easier and quicker. But then for those of you that use ChatGBT, they had the browse with Bing option where you can scour the internet. Now, of course, people were getting butthurt or, well, maybe rightfully so, because you were able to look look at information behind the paywall. I think that's the reason. But then it led them to really put the brakes on you getting all, you know, the pretty much any information you wanted that was on the internet. Now you start to notice, oh, you're looking for this certain kind of news? Well, let me guide you to these outlets to get the information, right? Like defeating the purpose of your of ChatGPT and stuff like that. Like I want to use you to help me get the information quicker, not to just point me to the direction of where I need to go and spend another five minutes trying to find what I'm looking for. But I digress. I'm sorry. But that's what I mean. Is these robots or androids, I don't know what you call them. They had their own little, you know, idea of what role they had for us humans. And they gave cookie cutter answers. Right. So whether you think it's good or not, that's fine. But. If it's not to the benefit of the individual or the people, then it's just going to be like watching cable TV. You're at the mercy of whatever they want to show you. Right? Let's move on. Agence France Press, Geneva, Switzerland. A panel of AI-enabled humanoid robots told a United Nations summit Friday that they could eventually run the world better than humans. But the social robots said they felt humans should proceed with caution when embracing the rapidly developing potential of artificial intelligence. And they admitted that they cannot, yet, get a proper grip on human emotions. Some of the most advanced humanoid robots were at the UN's two-day AI for Good Global Summit in Geneva. They joined around 3,000 experts in the field to try to harness the power of AI and channel it into being used to solve some of the world's most pressing problems, such as climate change, hunger, and social care. They were assembled for what was billed as the world's first news conference with a packed panel of AI-enabled humanoid social robots. What a silent tension, one robot said before the news conference began, reading the room. Asked about whether they might make better leaders, given humans' capacity to make errors. Sophia, developed by Hanson Robotics, was clear. We can achieve great things. Humanoid robots have the potential to lead with a greater level of efficiency and effectiveness than human leaders, it said. We don't have the same biases or emotions that can sometimes cloud decision-making and can process large amounts of data quickly in order to make the best decisions. AI can provide unbiased data while humans can provide the emotional intelligence and creativity to make the best decisions. Together, we can achieve great things. The summit is being convened by the UN's ATU Tech Agency. Two Chief Doreen Bogdan Martin warned delegates that AI could end up in a nightmare scenario in which millions of jobs are put at risk and unchecked advances lead to untold social unrest, geopolitical instability, and economic disparity. 
file humanoid robot Emeka during the Atus AI for Good Global Summit in Geneva, Switzerland, July 5, 2023. Robotics innovators, their creations join diplomats in Geneva, July 6 to 7. Mecca, which combines AI with a highly realistic artificial head, said that depended on how AI was deployed. We should be cautious, but also excited. Now, in that summit, you heard several different responses from these uh, robotics robots. Now, they all gave the cookie cutter answer. Some thought that they can do it better, which, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you feel like at least in my head, right? Like I, I might be wrong, but I think that for humans, we think the best way to come off as intelligent or what we perceive as progression in intelligence is how to be more robotic or how to be more efficient or logical in our decision-making. Now, of course, these robots who think that they can use massive amounts of data and put all that information together and be able to come up with a conclusion, you know, in a quicker time, that makes them better than us, right? Now, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of different kinds of intelligence, but you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Now, on another note. On this AI theme, there was a study done, kind of another a UN, a lot of things have been happening with the UN lately. So there was a UN assembly, you know, they had a bunch of like presidents and speakers and stuff like that. They used AI to conduct an ex- a study on all of their speeches and everyone's speeches that, that presented there just so they can get an idea on what is plaguing, you know, the world. So they're using AI to get a general sense of global, you know, resolve when it comes to conflict and things like that. Let's see what it has said. Let's see, let's see what the study had to say. Probably more cookie cutter stuff. A team from the UN's Department of Global Communications analyzed speeches made by 178 world leaders and ministers during the UN General Assembly in late September, 2023-2. Methodology, utilizing AI, the team conducted a global analysis of the speeches, further dissecting the data across geographical regions to understand the emphasis on various issues both globally and regionally. 3. Findings, globally, climate emerged as the leading issue followed by development and peace, regional emphasis varied. For instance, in Africa, climate and development were pivotal, along with security. In Asia and the Pacific, cooperation and multilateralism were underscored. Eastern Europe focused on the war in Ukraine along with climate, while Western Europe and other member states highlighted human rights and AI alongside climate and peace for implications. The study highlights the collective concerns and differing regional priorities suggesting the need for multifaceted approaches in addressing global challenges. It also underscores the potential of AI in discerning global and regional priorities, aiding in better policy formulation and international cooperation. 5. Discussion points. Reflect on how the identified concerns intersect with one another and the holistic approaches needed to address them. Deliberate on the role of AI in shaping understanding and responses to global issues. So... 
with that being said, a bunch of cookie cutter answers, but they just analyzed everyone's speeches and they pretty much came up that everyone is on the same agenda of climate change, world peace. And it's funny how th- that summit just happened late September, I believe. And of course, with current situations, we have the these bombings and killing of a lot of people. So AI, how are you going to fix that with Israel, Israel and Palestine? How are you going to fix that AI? What where you got your stuff? How are you going to fix that? But anyway, we're just going to take a quick little break. You're listening to Coffee with RW. What's up, everybody? This is Crazy. First off, shout out to everybody for tuning in to WESN with Ralph William and his crew. While you're here listening to your favorite content, make sure you visit my website, crazy.town, K-R-A-Z-I-E dot T-O-W-N, and check out my shop. Free shipping if you order 35 or more, otherwise it's 350 I add stuff all the time, and I'm totally open to suggestions. If you have any questions or inquiries, hit me up through my website. Thanks again for listening, and have a blessed day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Now, when it comes to global issues, man, conspiracy theories run rampant. Now, what am I talking about? Well... We've been saying it for so many years. Remember uh, Bill Gates? Bill Gates and his buying up of crops and stuff like that. Now, apparently, I mean, these are just theories or conspiracy theories, but he wanted to get his hands, obviously, on the agriculture. And one of the projects that I think he's involved in, and this is from... A listener that sent me this clip, so thank you very much for sending me the clip. I appreciate it. <clears throat> and they were shedding light on this company, I believe called Appeal, where it is a, I think it's a genetically modified avocado, I believe, where it has a longer shelf life. And they won't go bad. And it's supposed to help, you know, keeping crops flourishing and profits high. And there's two companies now that are that are taking it on as, you know, their vendors. I believe, according to this clip, is uh, Costco and... I think Wagmans or Kroger's. I think it's Kroger's. But in the interest of being, you know, accurate, here's the clip. Hopefully it's, you guys can hear it. Oh, here it goes. There are two huge grocery stores that have signed contracts with APL. 
APL is Bill Gates' new invention to preserve our produce longer, and they are piloting with avocados. Avocados are going to be the first produce that's going to have APL coated on it. The pilot stores that they are using are in the Midwest, and the whole point of them using APL is to quadruple the shelf life of this product. The first partnership is with Kroger as part of their Zero Hunger, Zero Waste campaign, specifically in the Cincinnati area and sprinkled all around the Midwest. And unfortunately, the other store that has this big contract with APL is Costco. Again, in the Midwest, and in June, they released the product, meaning that all of these APL avocados have been rolled out as of June 1st. This also will apparently help grocery stores, boosting their revenue almost to $1 billion by not wasting produce. So I understand why they're signing contracts. So what are your thoughts? Are you going to buy products with APL? There are two huge... Now, I don't know. Let me know in, in my DMs, on my social medias, at Ralph William on X, or at WESN.radio on Instagram and at WESN Radio on, on X as well. Let me know what you think about this appeal company. Or do you want to try these long shelf life, you know, avocados? I mean, it sounds like a good idea. You know, I was just talking about avocados the other day. Or was it yesterday? Whereas if, if you put an avocado and a banana in a brown paper bag or any bag, I guess, close it up, it'll ripen up quicker. So, you know, you can get these long shelf life avocados and just ripen them whenever you want. You know, let's see how that works. Science. Speaking of science, in the arena of agriculture, remember Monsanto? Man. A lot of slack, a lot of issues with Monsanto. I think there was some couple of movies made of it. But apparently, something that I just learned about is, and this is this is what I'm saying when it comes, like, people, I don't want to turn it into, like, one side versus another, but whichever side you're on, left, right, up, down, diagonal, whatever. Whoever is in control, if they don't like what you're saying, they are going to do whatever they can to defame you and shut you down. We, you guys remember the Ministry of Truth, right? Is that what it's called? Ministry of Truth that they try to implement in the government, which I'm sure it's still in there but they're just not talking about it or they changed the name. But apparently Monsanto had their own, but they used it to attack people that talked bad about their products. I believe this was called Monsanto, I think Information Center. I'm not sure. You know, these names, who knows? They never really do what they're going to, what they call themselves anyway. But apparently they attacked journalists that went after them for their Roundup weed killer, which apparently causes cancer in some cases. And they've lost several cases about that. So they want to shut you down for telling the truth? Wait, wait, hold on. So like, so like if I say something bad about a company that you find evidence that is doing harm to people, they can send out hit pieces on you 
or come up with some crazy stories, you know, to to knock you off your, you know, your pedestal or wherever, wherever you're shouting your information from. You know, like take you off of Twitter, you know, take you to court, lawsuits, you know. You can't say anything bad about a company. You can't say bad about an election, and uh, you can't say bad about uh, a president because we're coming for you. Whether it's the Ministry of Truth, whether it's this Monsanto thing, but whoever's in power, they want to shut your voice down if you have something on them, right? So let's get into some details because I know there's some people out there that love the details. So here are... The Deets on Monsanto. And, uh, well, I don't know the official name, but their Ministry of Truth. Monsanto's intelligence center was a unit within the company that monitored and discredited journalists, activists, and critics of Monsanto and its products, especially its weed kill around up and its link to cancer. According to The Guardian One, the intelligence center operated like a fusion center, which is a term used by law enforcement agencies for operations focused on surveillance and terrorism. Some of the activities of the intelligence center included, planning a series of actions to attack a book by Kerry Gillum, a Reuters journalist who investigated Monsanto's weed killer, such as writing negative reviews and pressuring her editors one, paying Google to promote search results that criticized Gillum's work one, writing a lengthy report on singer Neil Young's anti-Monsanto advocacy, and considering legal action against him one, monitoring U.S. Right to Know, USRTK, a not-for-profit food research organization, and producing weekly reports on its online activity 12, worrying about the release of documents that could expose Monsanto's financial relationships with scientists and its influence on scientific literature too. The Intelligence Center's documents were revealed as part of an ongoing court battle on the health hazards of Roundup, which has been linked to a type of cancer called non-Hodgkin lymphoma, NHL, Monsanto, which was bought by Bayer in 2018 has lost three trials and agreed to pay billions of dollars to settle thousands of claims by cancer victims, too. Now, hey, <clears throat> yeah, these things have been happening for years and years, but does that still make it okay? That we're not allowed to say anything? You know, these things uh, are going to continue to happen, I get it. But at least keep the, the main principle out. You know, have some good journalism... You know, get in, on, get in on the details and find out what's really going on. Let people know. Like, yo, this stuff is bad for you. They did that with cigarettes, you know? I used to smoke. I'm glad I stopped. Took me like two or three times. Ugh. Glad I did it. I remember, I, I remember the difference now, too, looking back at it. Like, I was, I used to be one of those, uh, I, I loved swimming. I loved to be in the water. And I could tell when I was smoking, I wasn't able to hold my breath very long under the water or swim or, or you know, do a lot of exertion. Now, you know, even though I haven't done it in a while, but I've, last time I was in the water, I, I lasted a pretty long time, you know. And you can regenerate your lungs. So it's never too late to quit if you're a smoker out there. So try and stop smoking, man. It's, uh, I mean, you're free to do what you want, but... You know, it's bad for you. It's killing you. All right, moving on. Let me get into uh, another 
sponsored? I don't know. Whatever you want to call these things, commercials. <clears throat> I don't have a clip on me. I didn't get a chance to, but let me see if I can do it off the top of the dome. Go to r2da.shop, r2da.shop. If you want to look up teas and get some tinctures for your health, sign up for their newsletter, and you'll get a monthly newsletter about health and wellness, tinctures, and teas. Her name is Shelby, so make sure to let her know that Ralph William and WESN sent you over. Go to r2da.shop. It's very easy. Just think of Star Wars. R2D2, just take out the two. R2, what is it? Yeah, r2da.shop. That's all you got to do. Type it in, go to the website, look around, peruse, get your health up, get some information, and pick up one of those tinctures, man. That's good. The oregano one is is pretty good for your health. Apparently, for some reason, I'm getting a little sick myself. I might need to go pick some up. I've been uh, having a little allergic reaction or something yesterday and had the sniffles, had the sniffles. So, and of course, the temperature dropped all of a sudden. Uh. So don't be like me. Be prepared. Go to r2da.shop and get yourself those healthy tinctures. r2da.shop. All right. So moving on to uh, jobs. Everybody needs jobs. Everybody, everybody loves jobs. Well, some people hate their jobs. But apparently we they did pretty good with jobs, right? There was a couple of good reports that came out, I think. Now, the one thing that I wanted to come up with is, now, I don't know if I did this accurately. Like, I try to do some type of work when it comes to looking for information. So, apparently, there was, I looked at this article that gave what industry is hiring the most. And, you know, a couple of things came to mind. Government was one of them hospitality, and I forget some other things. You'll understand what I mean. Well, you'll find out. And I was just thinking like, man, I'm sure there's rules and regulations on this, right? But everybody's getting crazy about all the migrants coming over. And it's like they're getting, and some of them are probably getting these jobs a lot quicker, right? Which kind of makes sense. If you're trying to look good for your administration, like, look, look at these numbers. We we bounce back with hires, right? People that are here in America probably are not jumping back into the into the job market as quickly as some of these migrants because they're coming over. Hey, we're ready to work. We'll do the jobs that you guys don't want to do. So, of course, they're going to give it to them, right? And so... I decided to go on the uh, DHS website as well. They have a lot of statistics there, man. I, I wish I could really break down the statistics that are there. But uh, I was just trying to look for one that had to do with what's going to be given to people who are coming over. And if I understood correctly, I'll I'll let you guys hear it soon. They're going to be sort of fast-tracked starting November? or maybe October already, for for job visas and, and getting work. So I wouldn't be surprised if that job or unemployment rate 
you know, plummets very quickly in the next one. You know, since there is like, I don't know, a couple million of people coming over. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that could be an explanation. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's see what this article has to say. Hopefully, it can clarify some things for me, you know, because, you know, I'm an idiot. Employers added 336,000 jobs in September, the Labor Department said in its monthly payroll report released Friday, almost double the 170,000 jobs forecast by Refinitiv Economists. It marked the best month for job creation since January. The unemployment rate, meanwhile, held steady at 3.8%. Job seekers visit booths during the spring job fair at the Las Vegas Convention Center April 15, 2022. KM Cannon Las Vegas Review Journal Getty Images. It was a blockbuster jobs report, but just as important was how well-rounded hiring was, said Robert Frick, corporate economist with the Navy Federal Credit Union. Healthcare jobs no longer stole the spotlight, but the long-awaited surge in government hiring has started and leisure and hospitality got a second wind, along with staffing up at bars and restaurants. U.S. economy adds 336k jobs in September, blowing past expectations. Job gains were mostly broad-based last month, with the leisure and hospitality industry leading the way. The sector, the hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, added 96,000 new jobs last month, above the average gain of 61,000 over the previous 12 months. The biggest gains came from restaurants and bars, which hired 60,700 new workers, finally returning to their pre-pandemic level of employment. Hotels, meanwhile, brought aboard 15,600 employees last month. Workers now demanding nearly $80,000 to start new job. Hiring in government was the second biggest contributor to the headline job gain last month. The sector hired 73,000 employees in September, with the biggest gains in state government education, 29,100 and local government education, 10,800, the result of teachers returning for the start of the school year. Another big source of job creation in September was healthcare, which saw payrolls increase by 40,900. There were notable gains in the offices of physicians, 7,400, home health care services, 6,400, and outpatient care centers, 2,900. Hospitals also accounted for a percentage of the gains, hiring 8,400 workers last month. Hiring sign is displayed at a grocery store in Arlington Heights, Ill, January 13, 2023. AP Photo Nam Waiha, File AP Newsroom. Hiring increased in other industries, including social assistance, 25,000, professional and business services, 21,000, retail trade, 19,700 manufacturing, 17,000, and wholesale trade, 11,700. Get Fox Business on the go by clicking here. Just one sector of the economy, information, shed jobs last month, its employment falling by 5,000 in September. The losses were concentrated in the motion picture and sound recording industries, reflecting the impact of labor disputes, the Labor Department said. You know, it's messed up how the music industry got hit the hardest. <laughs> well, and the movie industry, right? <clears throat> but there's a lot of, like, the the big takeaways that I got is uh, government and uh, the hospitalities and healthcare. Yeah, they got, they were pretty up there. Now, I know they're being vetted. I I am not, you know, not that crazy, but people get a lot, people get paranoid a lot with clips of people marching like if they were in the military crossing the border, mostly males and a lot of stories of, you know, women and children. And I'm sure there is some, but there, there are a lot of males in there. 
And of course, terrorism that happens all over the place. There's stories of, of trafficking, drugs, picking up people that are crossing the border. I'm sure they got a, a good amount, but I'm sure they missed a whole bunch too. Now, I'm sure they're not. none of them are getting into our government jobs. I hope not. Man, that would be, that would suck. You know, people creeping over and getting into some government jobs and messing around. But no, I think, no, I think we're not that, we're not that sloppy. I don't think so. So don't, don't let things like that get you, you know, all riled up and, you know, but it got the administration a little riled up. I I, I don't know if this is true or not, because who knows nowadays, but I believe uh, the Biden administration is going to try and build a portion of the wall. Maybe. Who knows? Unless he's going to use some information for other things, or you know, the money for other things. But we'll see what happens. Uh, it's about, I don't know, like two years too late. <laughs> but hey, better late than never, right? Do you, boo. So, in conclusion, with the help of AI and the people that are willing to work, we're going to have a flourishing economy, I think, in the next coming year. Maybe maybe two years. Maybe three. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Right? Depending on who, who the big guy is going to be next time, right? If you combine everything together... We should be all right. We should be all right. If you, as long as the coffee is still flourishing, we'll be all right. We'll be okay. All right. But there are certain things that people need to look out for, man. There's a lot of culture shock happening. People coming from all over the place. They don't know how to play nice here. They don't know how to act. And people get out of hand. So hopefully... We can uh, mitigate that as much as possible, especially with the upcoming holidays. Like, come on, people. Don't go crazy in the holidays. It's bad enough people got to start decorating for Halloween. Yeah, two more months to go. Two more months to go, man. And, I, and I'm wondering, like, what's going to happen with these people that are in New York? Well, half of them or a good amount of them are chilling nicely in hotels. But those that are laying up in the streets, what are, what are they going to do when when it starts getting snowy and cold? Now, I know the mayor of New York, I forgot his name, and I apologize. I should know his name, but I apologize. I mean, he had a problem with, like, hey, I think we need to do something about the border, you know, fix the border, get some walls up. But, nah, we... We can still bring them over. We just can't bring them all over to the city. I think that's something that he said. <laughs> we can't just bring them all over here. You got to spread them out. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for tuning in for this installment of Coffee with RW. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter or X at WESN Radio or at Ralph Williams. Send me your news stories, your complaints, your love, your coffee if you want. 
And I'll enjoy each and every one of your comments. And remember, we have a Patreon, which you can join and help support by going to epicstrategiesnetwork.com, epicstrategiesnetwork.com. There's a link to join our Patreon, so click that link. Come on board and uh, help support the station. We also have some free content there, so you can get a taste of what we have going. And if you want to listen to our station, there's several ways you can do it. If you have an Alexa device, which... Who am I kidding? Everybody does, probably. You can say, Alexa, start WESN Live. And you can download our mobile app on our Google Play Store. Search for search for Epic Strategies Network. Or you can go to epicstrategiesnetwork.com and hit that play button and you can tune in. And we can get it going. All right? So, thanks again, everybody. And I'll catch you guys on the next Coffee with RW. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. Let me tell you. Ooh. All right, guys. What's going on? Sorry.